you come with questions in mind? I um I'll go if can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Um, my name's Shimonti. Um, I found uh Zen Bitslap via um one of my old spiritual teachers, Brent Spirit. I don't know if anyone here knows of him. Anyway, like I've got a bit of an addiction myself to um computers and stuff. But um, my question really today was just like, what is non-duality? Like I see a lot of YouTube channels about spiritual teachers talking about non-duality, but I never really got what it meant. So, yeah. Well, it's really, well, this is my take on it, which is it's just meaning not to. Yes. So it's a negation of things that are assumed to be going on and assumed to be so you find out what's so you can't know it because there's a there's a little trick in the whole thing you are it yes so the only way to really get a sense of what you are is by seeing what you're not so the movement of the message is a negation of duality yeah so non-duality is incomprehensible, obviously a mystery. It's not a thing. It's not located anywhere, I can imagine. But you can describe what we're not. So as uh, a great Zen master, Hoang Po, said, whatever can be perceived, like right now, cannot be that which is perceiving. So non-duality would be that which is perceiving. Yeah, the thing that's being perceived is not that which is perceiving. When you listen to the head, the head has that which can be perceived is as you and that you is what's perceiving. So it's completely contrary to the message of, of, of this master Hoang Po. And so that previous message of taking ourselves to be something that we're not is what gets negated. And what's found out is non-duality, yeah? So where do you negate what you're not from, from what you are? Do you know, know it? No, you can't know it. Does what you're not know it? No, it can't know it. It can't understand it. It can't experience it. It can't get it because you are it. You are the being of it. You are not the knower of it or the experiencer of it or the seer of it, you're the being of it. So non-duality is not two. And really, if you look at duality on a personal level, it would be called dualism. And the dualism is this feeling of being a set of a subject and of an object. So you're having a subjective experience, but it's being attributed to an object by the mental activities. Yes, that's yeah. what's negated. So that's my take on it. There's no definition of non-duality other than a negation of duality. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Paul. It's very interesting. Yes. Well, that's how I see it right now. So the, it's very important in a way because in sharing the this message, uh, it became obvious after a while that the biggest obstacle of the message is that which is thinking it's hearing the message, which is the idea of being the hearer of the message. So 
basically we're not trying to get it get the message through to you we're trying to get it through you almost as an obstacle now if you are if you are taking yourself to be the perceived i can perceive that that perceived can't reach that far can't it's not going to encompass everywhere at all times so all i got to do is miss you and i feel like the message gets uh sent to the the correct address yeah so this is never we're not trying to uh share a message or an understanding with you the message and the understanding is about a you really it's not for a you so if you see or you learn about a you you may come to a conclusion you're not that yeah now who is it that comes to the conclusion there is no who but there's an a coming to a conclusion that you're not that yeah and then uh now uh non-duality has worked yes it's negated the duality <laughs> it doesn't destroy it or vanquish it or or make it disappear you just see it instead of looking from it you see it you see it from what you are and it informs you what you're seeing is what you're not really it's pretty pretty clear and uh, satsang is just a way of of supporting that. And uh, you never know uh, when the message is going to get through the obstacle of you. <laughs> so we uh, we come to the we come to the uh, the firing range five times a week <laughs> with the. With, we can't miss the dummy. So yeah, <laughs> we just keep on firing. So yeah, that's uh the sense of it. And so the sense would be a direction. The assumption is from great masters like Ramana Maharshi that the greatest mystery here is that reality is wanting to attain reality. Yeah. Now that would make absolutely no sense to reality, but Paul wanting to attain reality makes a lot of sense to Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Jim wanting to attain reality makes a lot of sense to Jim. Mary wanting to attain reality makes a lot of sense to Mary. But Mary ain't Mary. Mary is AKA reality. Jim is AKA reality. And therefore, Jim and Mary and everyone else, everything that's been named gets, gets caught in that net of of the greatest mystery reality wanting to attain reality yeah beautiful other ones say it the seeker is the sort which compresses time and space doesn't it usually the way it's read is there's a seeker and a sort yeah let's say the sort is the object of the seeking of the seeker yeah so the seeker and sort which would be another dualism another duality subject object and yet the message is the seeker is the sort which compresses time and space to an immediacy yeah so Paul, can you explain what you mean by the seeker is the sort sort s-o-u-g-h-t i better yeah. spell it because people yeah. think i'm saying sword or something <laughs> so there's, a, there's a famous statement the seeker is the sort yeah 
when many of us in, in our spiritual pursuits, we played the role of the seeker, and then there was the sought, S-O-U-G-H-T, let's call that truth or transcendence or Buddha nature or whatever, yes? Yeah. But there was a seeker taken to be us, and then there was a sought, maybe it was knowledge or whatever. But the message is the seeker is the sought, not as the seeker, but as what's actually there, yeah? So what's actually there is the seeing, and the seeing is being used to seek, let's say, the seeing, yeah? Don't you see the absurdity of it? A bit. Yeah, that's all. If you come, you're gonna, it's gonna land more, yeah? Another famous uh, saying by this guy, Hoang Po, he was giving a talk, and what's beautiful about Hoang Po in the history is that uh, you didn't wait 300 years of translations to get what he said. One of his people that saw him quite a lot was a scribe for the emperor's court, so he wrote down this talk after he, the talk was heard by him. So he, he got it right, coming right out of the horse's mouth, and one of the famous sayings from him is, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind, big M mind, to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. Now, no one probably feels like they're doing that, right? So it sort of sounds like a weird admonition, like I'm not doing shit, you know? <laughs> I'm just sitting here meditating and trying to listen to get something, yeah? But he was seeing it as, and then, of course, let's say he's looking at 500 different people, but he doesn't see them as 500 deep, different people, I don't believe, or he wouldn't have said that. He sees them as the Buddha. So he's trying to talk through Bill to the Buddha. He wasn't trying to get to Bill. Bill was seen as the obscuring of the Buddha in this little, and Bill, aka the Buddha, was using Buddha unbeknownst to Bill, to look for Buddha, yeah? My, Bill's using mind, big M mind, to look for mind. Bill is using light to seek light. And he said, you can do this for eons and nothing's ever gonna happen, yeah? So the assumption I feel in that statement is you are the Buddha. You're not in the act of becoming the Buddha or you have forgotten you're the Buddha and now you have to remember. No, you are the Buddha, no matter what the hell's going on on the surface or in the puppet show, it doesn't define the space of the whole event. So you are the Buddha, you are light, you are mind, yeah? And maybe if you hear it, you'll, you will could be able to tell the truth about Bill, AKA Bill has been using, let's say Buddhism, to look for the Buddha. It makes, oh, that sounds great. But there would be a problem if Bill was the Buddha, because then the Buddha would be disguising itself by looking for itself through Buddhism. Yes, this yeah. is what the warning basically. And hopefully the warning fits like a shoe. And if the warning fits, wear it and see what happens, yeah? And I'm gonna read something I did the other day which has a lot of what we're trying to speak of right now in it. Have you ever heard of a guy named Nizagadada Maharaj? I'm not talking about Yeah, I've, I've read his book, oh. I'm that. 
All right. So yeah, famous. And it wasn't his book, really. Someone wrote it. Yeah. First oh. it went to into French and then it was into English. Yeah. Okay. He says this what beautiful thing. So now let's I did this on Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday, whenever the last talk was. I let's listen to this right at the beginning as an action figure. Okay. So see how the action figure reacts to hearing this message. So nothing you do, you as the action figure, will change you, for you need no change. Yeah. You, what you're not, listen to it, may change your mind or your body, but it is always something external to you that has changed, not yourself. Yeah. Why bother at all to change? Yeah. Nice question. Realize once and for all that neither your body nor your mind. Now, it's not saying you realize because that's the last thing you want to happen. <laughs> it's realizing, yeah, from mind, not from mind appearing as Bill, but from mind. Realize once and for all that neither your body nor your small m mind not even your consciousness is yourself and stand alone in your true nature beyond and before consciousness and unconsciousness. Yeah. No effort can take you there. So there goes your relevance. Yes. As an action figure. No effort can take you there. In other words, using the action figure to find what you already are is the wrong vehicle in this event, yes? Yeah. No effort can take you there, only the clarity of understanding. Yes, here you go. So what is the clarity of understanding about? It's about the misunderstandings we're living from, yeah? The clarity of understanding is the light that shows the understandings that we're having, the misunderstanding. And maybe not in the understanding, but on the idea of who has or who is understanding. That's where the greatest misunderstanding is. That's what triggers the greatest mystery. Reality being understood as Paul, yeah, is the greatest misunderstanding. So no matter uh, what, what... What do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? The reality wanting to attain reality, there must be a misunderstanding if okay. reality is wanting to attain reality. Why would it ever try that? So that the misunderstanding is reality, the I am, the existence, is being attributed to, to a body and to a long-lasting, independent, separate idea of an entity called Paul. That's the misunderstanding. Paul doesn't, I don't care how many misunderstandings Paul has. I don't care about that. That's the misunderstanding we're speaking of in non-duality. Yeah? So this is the clarity of understanding to see the misunderstanding that precedes all the understandings that you think you have or don't have. Yeah? That you are going to, and I'm not speaking you to obviously you individually. I'm talking to a, the you of the whole group, yeah? Every time I start having a conversation with a person, 
that's over in about the first 20 seconds. Then it's just speaking, yeah, to something bigger. Yeah, yeah. People are sitting there for 20 minutes thinking, I'm not talking uh, to you or with you right then. Yeah, so... So yeah, this is the this humbly is what I believe is what the clarity of understanding brings about a recognizing the recognition of the misunderstanding, which is it's you, yeah, you that's misunderstanding or you that's understanding. That to me is the greatest misunderstanding. Yeah, interesting. Non-duality negates it. Negates it. It doesn't have to destroy it because it's only an appearance. Yeah, it has never and it never will become so. It can seem to be so to us. It can appear to be so, but it never reaches the crescendo of being so. Yeah, there's only one or none or zero or everything that's being so. And that's our reality or the reality. Yeah. All right. So I'm just going to finish this. Okay. So. No effort can take you there, only the clarity of understanding. Wow. So the clarity of understanding is there's nothing that you that's needed to take you there, isn't it? All the theirs are seen not to be necessary because you're here. <laughs> on having never left is the clarity of understanding. It's not on, it's not the clarity of understanding arriving, it's the clarity of understanding after arriving on having never left that's the understanding clarity of understanding so trace your misunderstandings yeah i think i humbly believe that's what we do here really <laughs> tell you the truth is trace your misunderstandings and abandon them that is all yeah see this is the hard part because the real the the, the most influential misunderstanding is wedded as us by the act of being identified. So what we're listening to is always in the act of being identified as that misunderstanding. Therefore, you can abandon every other understanding. It's very difficult to abandon that misunderstanding because you're taking yourself to be that, yes? So you'll be busy abandoning all these understandings while not, not abandoning the, the, the most influential misunderstanding, the idea of you, yes? So th that's what happens. When people, see, when people say they've surrendered, they're still there, yeah? When I use the word abandon, I've had experiences when we had, we used to have cheap cars running around San Francisco, and then we would get into an accident running into a tree, and we would, we would get out and abandon that car. And because it wasn't us, we didn't even look back, we just left it. I don't think you can abandon what you're taking yourself to be as that what you're taking yourself to be. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, so... There is nothing to seek and find, for there is nothing lost. Relax and watch the I am. <laughs> it's on constantly. You can't, it's the longest running show here. <laughs> it's been syndicated. 
forever. Uh, relax and watch the I am. The existence, yes? The sense of existing. Reality is just behind it. Keep quiet. Keep silent. Now, we talked about this the other day. Quiet and silent aren't the same thing, are they? <laughs> you can have people who are totally crazy and they're, they're keeping quiet. That's not silence. Silence is something else, yeah? So it will emerge or rather it will take you in, yeah? Now, I don't like those, I don't like that uh, depiction of merging. I don't believe you can merge in what you already are, but whatever, yeah? So there. Thank That's you so a, much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Truly, yeah. Who knows? I could be, you know, five seconds away from an asylum, you know? Just <laughs> see, if the, see if the shoe fits. If the shoe fits, wear it. Sooner or later, uh, we talk about this a lot and for everyone here and for the people new, there is a knowledge that's different than the knowledge that's acquired, yes? It's even different than the knowledge that's acquired through experience or learning from yourself and from others or from books or from the feet of a master. There's a knowledge that's before all of that, what we call knowledge. And that knowledge is like a knowing that's quite, uh, but it's not an aspect of a knower, it's an aspect of the being, yeah? See, so there's knowledge which has the aspect of the knower of the knowledge, but there's an other knowledge that it's an aspect of being, yeah? There's a, such an assurity of its own nature that it's, it's a knowledge before knowing anything. And so I met a great uh, deliverer of this message, Ramesh Balsakar, when I was younger, when he was pretty old. And uh, he was speaking to me because I was the new person that day. And he was talking about, uh, he was trying to get this message across by talking about, do you have a house? Do you have a place to live, Paul? And I said, yes, I do. When, you know, back in America, he says, when you go to work, do you have to chant, I have a house, I have a house, I have a house? I said, no, no. Does, does if you stay longer at work than you usually do, are you more apt to forget that you have a house? No. Do, if you go on the road and work, does it makes it easier to forget you have a house no i have a i have a knowledge that i know i have a house being at work in a different location doesn't dispute that i don't have to keep remembering i have a house because there's a knowledge of it that's not a a surface knowledge that has a lot of remembering and forgetting it's a knowing on another level yes and it was a beautiful way of talking about the idea of me taking myself to be a personal uh, presence and then the impersonal presence of my nature, which is pulsating this knowledge. So this is really, uh, when this starts to have influence, the idea of believing that you have forgotten what you are and you need to remember what you are seems as an insane absurdity. It just does, yeah? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I hope we can get the intimacy of that because I'm sure a lot of us have felt it already. So it's easy to tickle it because you've been tickled by it. Yeah. Oh, but it is a, it's a sense of knowing that doesn't have an opposite. It's not a knowing and an unknowing. Yeah. It's something other than that. And I feel it's really the basis of traveling lighter here as what you're not. Yeah. And this is one of the great byproducts of non-duality is that which you wish and what could not produce on your own, you see being done through you. Yeah. And then there's great gratitude and awe for what's going on because you not you're not seen as a source, S-O-U-R-C-E, not S-A-U-C-E, a source. <laughs> Even though I'm hoping a sauce is being made tonight. <laughs> well, you're not seen as a source. You're seeing more as an effect. You're not seeing yourself as a driver. You're seeing yourself as a driven on an action figure level. And I think that's the most, most appropriate stance. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there you go. So anyone else, Mike? Uh, anybody else want to raise their hands? Uh, Teresa's raising her finger. Hi, Teresa. Okay, finger can you hand. hear me? Yeah. Can as long as it's me? not the middle finger, it's okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hi. Um, this is my first time here, and I want to thank you because I've been uh, really wanting to be in satsang again. Um, half and patted around me for a while. Um, I've been meditating all my life since I was a teenager and uh, I know a lot of wonderful teachers, many of them that you've been talking about. And I understand what you're saying. And um, um, I know the knowing, I've always called it knowingness in, in my, my life, called it the knowingness. And when I'm there, uh, it it's hard to describe, but there's like a nothing, but a everything and just a, like, a, well, anyway, I can't really describe it, but I know what it is. I know, I know. So today, today was a, a different experience for me. I was walking with my dog in a fresh air and um, it was, it, it went much deeper and it was the first time where I really could be in the place or in the knowing that I am not my body on top of the deeper awareness of who I am. It was like, I'm not my body. I'm not this Teresa. And it was, it, there was a little bit of a, a, a confusion there, like a, not confusion. I understood it, but just kind of, I guess, an integration to let that settle down into me. And um, I wondered when a person has that and it's getting integrated, is it common for the body, the physical to, um, like I often have a lot of trauma in the family life, you know, like around me, stress, a lot of stress. Um, so that happened today, a lot of stress. I was able to really maintain and not engage and be, be silent. 
And then after the walk, I had that, that happened. And then when I came back, the body really did this big release and uh, like a meltdown. And I wondered if this was common as this deepening happened, that the body will sort of, um, I could feel like my cells kind of shaking, you know? And then there was this big release. And I haven't lost or forgotten the knowingness, but uh, I, I guess I just want to understand if this is common. And I feel like, I guess I'm sort of, I don't know, integration is the word? I don't know. Um, um, it doesn't yeah. make much sense. Well, I think it's common. For, yeah, for some people <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, nothing is necessary unless it's necessary so to speak yeah so a lot of people get shook up and uh, that's uh, actually more for the action figure yeah than anything else because let's say the action figure has stored a lot of pastness and other stuff. Mm -hmm. And it needs to get, uh, you know, someone has to open the trunk and take out the shit in there. Yeah. And so sometimes it goes to a shakedown or something, cathodic events. You have, let's say, rich sadness and stuff like that. There's a lot of things. And then if you notice that you tend to seem to be more relaxed and you're traveling lighter over a period of time. Yeah. So to yeah, me, it's like you're on an operating table, you don't get up and you don't play doctor and things go well. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have noticed that a lot where I'm things that would, I would have reacted to quite differently. I'm not now. I'm kind of like, yeah, there's a kind of a, okay, you know, okay, this, okay, that, okay. Yes. You think this, okay. I like there's, there's kind of this, I feel like nothing sometimes, you know, like uh, it doesn't matter, but not in a bad way, in a good way. Like just, it doesn't yeah. matter. Everything doesn't matter, sort of. So those are like anyway, the experiences um, and the interpretations of traveling lighter as the action figure. Yeah. So for that sometimes to go, some heaviness has to be shook off. Because of it's a dualistic event here, yeah? So sometimes for the light to uh, be approached or uh, there's got to be a dropping or shaking of the heaviness, yeah? Yeah. So I don't think it's essential, but like if, if it's needed to happen, it probably will. But I don't, and ultimately, I don't think anything's needed to happen. And I don't like the idea of... Uh, My idea of integration would be uh, the content is seen as the content and the context is seen as the context. Yeah. I don't believe that the content is taken as the context and then its idea of the context is a content it wants to integrate into its idea of context. Oh, I yeah. I understand yeah. what you mean. Yes. That it's not, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. So in the wrong way. So I feel uh, 
there's a context that's unwavering and solid, and that's where that knowingness would be. And then there's the content, which is experience and interpretation and expression and stuff like that. And there's a lot of change that can go on in the content. Yes? That may have yes. been greatly influenced by the context, but the context isn't changing. Yeah. Yes. So... I'm not, a, I don't like the word integration much, but hey, whatever, it, whatever works. For yeah, you. I meant like getting used to it, sort of. Oh, used yeah, to it. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the action figure, uh, you know, really, if you took the name and form off it, it would do probably a lot better. You won't, you'd be surprised what it can <laughs> get, a, you know, adapt to and accept. Yeah, yeah. It's just okay. with that managing, uh, firm up on top that's a real uh <laughs> i know and and it has been so strong for so many years it's just been <laughs> anyway got it yeah, um, thank you still, no matter how strong it is it doesn't change a thing see this isn't about something it's not about that which you're not changing it's about seeing that which you're not from the unchanging yeah 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 so there's a lot of people here like the course and there's a lesson in the course where they talk about, you know, the attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. That knowingness of invulnerability brings a lightness, not the changing of everything that's going on because making heavy into light is only going to invariably attract heavy again. Yes, that's the alchemy of duality doesn't work. You always get yeah. stuck with the opposite. Yeah. But this is different. This is a different take. So there's an assurance in that which is non-changing that allows you to have assurance in the uncertainty of that which is always changing. Yeah. 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 Instead of wanting one to be what it cannot be, you see it from what you are and it's you, there's more of an, a, an acceptance and a peace that yeah. comes about not a conflict or a trying to categorize and you know change and do this yeah, yeah. that's how i see it yeah, yeah. thank you yeah so well, great i'm happy to see you kathleen i'm happy uh you came tonight Teresa. Oh, Teresa. <laughs> and i'm also the kathleen <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's applicable to everyone here. <laughs> That's how I feel. But thank you for sharing, Teresa. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Teresa. And yes. thank you. Uh, Bruce is coming out of the dirk. Bruce. There he is. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Uh, I can't make it work. <laughs> I'll be right there. We, we hear you. We can hear you. Okay. <laughs> I'll be right there. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, yeah, just a moment of thanks. It's like word for word. Been like a seeing of this message passing through me, the idea of me. So not that I... Not that I'm looking for anything to do with that, other than, <laughs> share, other than share it with all of us. So thanks again, man. 
it's quite a, it's quite. Okay, thanks again, Paul. Thanks, Bruce. What would a night be without hearing from Bruce? A Bruceless night. I don't want to have a Bruceless night. Thank you, Bruce. Any other of the new people, if they like? You're not new, you've all been around the block probably thousands of times. Yeah, yeah. I see someone's hand up, yes. Uh, Irene, nice to see you, Irene. You see her, Mike, Irene Martina. Uh, she's right next to Teresa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She She's muted. There we go. She's in exalted company. She's got a new and uh, Teresa right there. Well, Teresa is actually my biological sister. Wow. Oh yeah! Wow. Fantastic. Hey Teresa, I'm in Los Angeles. <laughs> she, I'm in Los Angeles. She's in Iowa. Oh and, wow! Great. And the, we actually have a third sister, Joan, who is not here tonight. But the three of us discovered you around a year ago. Um, and we've been watching your videos and sharing between the three locations, Jones in Canada, and we're very, um, very much enjoying the knowledge that you share with us. I don't have anything to say other than thank you. And right, thank you. Just you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That falls under the uh, keep silent. <laughs> Mum's the word when it comes to that. <laughs> right, yes. You've got a popularity with sisters. That's good. Sister groups, <laughs> Kathleen and Julie. Oh, great, yes, well. <laughs> uh, all right anyone thank you thank you irene and and uh teresa and say hello to joan when you get to see her it was actually her who found you so we often thank her for finding you for us oh fantastic adds to our, adds to our list of non-duality teachers so we're very grateful oh great all right good thank you where in canada <laughs> is she from well, we're all from a little village up in Quebec. Uh, Teresa, Teresa, can I say where you are? That's cool. Teresa's in Iowa. I'm in Los Angeles. And Joan is still up in Canada in um, Quebec on the border of Ontario and Quebec. So we're mm. all Canadians and just chilling around the planet. <laughs> that I Canadian have to do. <laughs> I, when you speak of the course, I studied, when I first came here about 13 years ago, I studied with Ken Wapnick uh, oh, wow. oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. in Temecula for many years before he passed. And that was wonderful teaching. So the course is, every time you speak of the course, it feels very much a resonance. Oh, good, good, yeah. I usually go to the same uh, paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but you know, one avalanche can be enough. So, yeah. Yeah. So
Well, great. Thank you, gals. And uh, I hope I see you again. Yeah. You're always welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Mike. Anyone else? Anybody else? Oh, we got Grateful Dave. Hi, Dave. Grateful Dave. Hey, Paul. Hey, Mike. Thanks for uh, <clears throat> helping out tonight. And um, yeah, everyone's being quiet. I just want to share a little something that happened this evening. Um, I laid down to take a nap. I don't get that often. I got kids running around. And, uh, you know, they were being loud. There was not a lot of napping going on. I have a dog jumping in bed with me. I got, you know, kids coming in and out. And I was laying there and I was annoyed and I was passing a little bit into the dream space where the head kind of gets, you know, it starts having these weird thoughts and visions. And I was getting annoyed at the same time. So that was happening. Right. And um, I was, I was looking at these thoughts that are passing in my head and I'm thinking, who the hell is thinking these goddamn thoughts? <laughs> Because it's not me. I'm just trying to lay here uh, relaxing. And um, and then even the, the uprising of the frustration, I could just see clearly. I wasn't doing any of this. You know? Yes. Um, it, it was real interesting in that in-between dream space. It just became really clear that this mind, it just does its own thing. It just went on and on and on with, you know fears and thoughts and just like uh the greatest hits like you say of of what's going on in my life right now extrapolating little crazy scenarios this person's doing this and maybe that and i just was laying there in this um really seeing it you know from from another perspective i guess you know so well yeah we're always seeing it and then there can be another perspective, but the seeing is always from the same source, yeah? Mm. Which is awareness. Yeah, I wish I could say I I felt that more often. I often, you know, still feel I am that, you know, but. Yeah, but wouldn't it be wonderful if you heard the good news that you will be feeling it more often? Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there we go. Exactly. And after a while, uh, the idea of more and less gets a little bit uh, null and voided. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there's a, the seeing becomes, can become in an, in a silent way so pronounced, it gives you, it doesn't matter what perspective arises about it, yeah? Yeah, that's what we we're trying to say earlier with this idea of the knowingness or whatever. It doesn't, it's nice when it's matched with a clearer perspective than usual, yes? Right. With a, like when a, when the the hand of seeing goes in, goes out into the world and puts the glove of knowing in, it's nice if with a good perspective, but the seeing is the whole basis of it all. Yeah, the awareness. Mm -hmm. So everything that has ever been brought into consciousness was brought into consciousness through awareness, the awareness. Yeah. And sooner or later, that starts, instead of having, <clears throat> you know, a vent 
more or less of awareness, you know, there'll, there'll be a, a, a news, there'll be another seeing of the more or less, and there'll be more emphasis on awareness. Yeah. And just like we, we used to use the, the idea of, you know, there is an awakeness or let's say awareness is the fact. And then here we can feel like we're more or less awake. Yeah. Or we can feel like we're not awake. Does, but it doesn't change the awakeness. Yes, this is the point. This is that knowingness. All the changes do not make anything so. They appear on a surface, yeah, as a reflection, so to speak. But underneath it all is that awareness. And that's going to rub on you sooner or later or more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And therefore... Yes, you'll see the whole procedure of having a better view or a worse view, but the, that the light precedes it all, yeah? And the light is light, yeah? And here, it's nice for, like, it's better to have, like, a driving glove if you're on the wheel than a, a you know, a, a, a snow parker glove, yeah? <laughs> So it's nice to have an understanding that allows this thing to sort of have some sway, but the 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 real vision is the seeing, is the awareness that allows everything that ever has ever has come up, has allowed it all, and has no dog in the hunt. It's so past uh, our understanding, yeah. That's why I love negation, because trying to understand what's not understandable seems like an insane fucking occupation. Hmm. When you can just turn that same seeing to what can be seen, because you're not going to see the awareness. <laughs> you just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you're not going to know. You're not going to get it, but you can see what you're not. Hmm. Yeah, or there can be a seeing of what you're not with a win. Mm. Yeah. So this is the beauty of the message, not only the non-duality, but the movement of it, which is negation, just works thoroughly. It's just uh it's just a seamless presentation. Uh yeah. And that knowingness, uh even here as time progresses, it will override the finiteness of things by its infinite influence, you know? Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. The ideas that you remember and forget will lose weight after a while. Yeah, and there'll just be that knowingness of, like he said here, you know, the uh, relax and watch the I am. Yeah, exactly. The I am, obviously, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's not coming or going or getting bigger and smaller. It's an ever-present existence that uh, it's just ringing the bell every moment, not in the moment. You know, as a as the timelessness, the influence of the timelessness can be found in every moment. 
that silence of that can be heard in every moment because they're all of that timelessness, yeah? And then there's an appearance of time on the surface. Yeah. It's not saying you can't, you have, you know, that's where the waves are. We're in a life where we're riding waves, yes? And we were talking about it a long time, a while ago, about a wave, a wave, uh, if you've ever surfed or some body boarded or body surfed or surfed, usually you can see the wave, yeah, and then you're in. You find you try to get in a right position to meet the wave, and then it only takes a very little effort. You you may paddle once or twice, and then while you're paddling, you see you feel the momentum of the wave take over. You can feel it. So you stop paddling and now you're riding the wave. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that paddling is going to get less and less and there's going to be more knowing and the sense and there'll be more of a feeling of riding a wave. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It's funny when you talk about <clears throat> there's that tendency of the the self, the action figure, as you say, to want to see. It's like a dog with no tail chasing its tail. There's no tail to be chased, but there's a tendency inside to like, you know, I want to see the face of God, you know, and then you realize how can you see the face of God when you're looking through it, you know? Well, that's right. See, so therefore... That desire, not pledged allegiance to, will be quite valuable because you'll see the emptiness mm. of it and the impossibility of it. Instead of leaving room for doubt, you'll be you'll be convinced you're never going to get it, <laughs> <laughs> which is going to affect these like sort of parades, getting ready for the next launch of of. Uh, of uh achievement you know you just lose all interest in all that yeah because you realize you're not <laughs> it's sort of like you heard about that great party but every time you get there it sucks you just realize you're not going to overcome that equation <laughs> so so yeah it's it's quite a relief really it really is it's quite a relief can you imagine that something that's not equipped at all is always, the head is always trying to get, prepare it for the transcendent moment. <laughs> it doesn't know what to pack or whatever. It has no freaking idea what the head's up to. It's just looking for another cushion for the chair. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, what the hell? I didn't, I just wanted to sit, not for 13 hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? What the hell's going on? Why am I only having soup at 11 in the morning for the whole day? <laughs> it wants to be exalted. It wants, of course it does. Like, mm. It wants to be there to experience its own absence. It wants, that's how stubborn it is. 
<laughs> this is what gets me when people call me up and they said they've disappeared for the last few weeks. I said, well, who's telling me that? <laughs> That's what I like to see disappear is the one who's telling me they've disappeared. <laughs> you lose interest in it. You're not interested if you're appearing or not. You're not. You don't. It doesn't. You're not. If someone says, how do you feel? It's a surprise. You're not checking your pulse every second. You're just engaged with what's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're consumed by a good book, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, and I'll tell you, uh, yeah. Well, I'm just so happy to be here and to talk with you, Grateful Dave, and just share the space with everyone, really. Thanks. There's Thanks, a lot Paul. of potency with our, with our imagined collectiveness. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, anyone else? Yes, Lynn D. Lynn. Oh, Lynn, yes. Where is she? I dropped my phone. So it, a thought came to me when I heard you, like I've heard you say many times before, you see what you're not. And then I thought of how many years you've been saying that. And it occurred to me to ask you, do you still see what you're not or not? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It has, also... a, it has an incredible amount of comedic value. <laughs> why would i lose why would i want to lose that entertainment channel it's it's uh it's better than the daily show if you ever remember the daily show <laughs> oh i watch it every night oh yeah it was quite funny <laughs> yeah of course it's the greatest reminder yeah most people can't be reminded from what they are, but you can be reminded by what you're not. <laughs> yeah, you see what you're not, and there you go. <laughs> uh, yes. So, yeah. yeah. So seeing, today I was... Seeing it is, uh, is much different than following it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I was just curious if it had... I guess, whatever. I don't even know why. I would say the the bunching of thoughts. There's been a lot more separation in the in the the thought herd, so to speak. Yes, seeing mm. like a giant stampeding fucking force. It's very. Uh, there's a lot of space between all the cows, and <laughs> and most of them are just grazing on old ideas. I have another question. Not doing anything. Yes. So I have been experiencing uh, three extremely challenging things to deal with at once. Very challenging. And I'm taking it as an opportunity to remain as my true self 
and not worrying about the details and just staying with that. Well, I know what helps me, what used to help me more than that would be seeing I'm not that which is worrying because I don't know if the worrying is going to stop or that well, you- I, What I'm trying to tell you is I wasn't worrying. I wasn't ruminating at all. Great. And, and some things seemed to work out miraculously. Yes. And I think it's because of that, because I decided, uh, I don't know if this is the same thing you're saying, but I'm going to render to Caesar what's Caesar's. It's not my problem, but I have to deal with it. And yes, I just wondered, you know, I hear a lot of, I'm not Christian, but I hear Christian friends talk about feeling tested. Do you think that's a thing? Because every day could be a test, but then not just the big things, right? Well, you and know what? I, I don't, I believe uh, the idea of being tested is more based on the you. Mm. Yes. Okay. So, so sometimes a you to become a better you has to look at situations as being a test in the process of becoming a better, bigger you or a better you. Yeah. I think uh, there's a statement in, in AA, which was, uh, you know, uh, God's never going to give you more than it can, ha than you can handle. Yes. But a lot of times that seems like it's not true. So my idea is, God's never is uh, I lost it anyway. It's all right. God, I know what you mean. God, and God is going to. And if you don't handle it, then you don't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Like God is never going to give you anything that it can handle. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't see now. I don't see much. I don't see things as a test no but i did yes in the past maybe yeah yeah i yeah. i just see it as life yeah. I, so today i was trying to explain to my boss I, i'm self-employed but i have a major client and explain why i hadn't been available as much and i was explaining that i was in the middle of a whirlwind of experience and just trying to stay conscious through it all and um, open, which is the opposite of how I used to respond to things. And this fabulous metaphor just was served up. At, and, and I typed a text to him that said that the eye of the hurricane is where the stillness and the peace is because that's been the sense that I've been trying to, not even trying, just staying there. It's like well, a different concept of centered than I ever used to have. Well, I think there'll be a lot more downloads around that, so. Mm, thank you. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah.
there's a thing in recovery that they say, uh, and this is all observation. You, you'll realize you can face life successfully by uh, sort of going against the warnings of the thought system. And this is a way of uh, transferring from a, a state of trusting the finite self into a state of trusting the infinite, yes? You see demonstrations of it. And those demonstrations set off effects for quite a while sometimes in the action figure world. And uh, you're brought into new conditions which have a basis of being content and satisfied and sort of at ease instead of being provoked by anxiety and a lot of thoughts about what's not happening. Yeah. It's nice to honor it and to, uh, you know, put up a mobile temple because the head will forget a miracle in a half an hour and will we'll keep remembering a seeming slight for 40 years. You don't, uh, so as an antidote to that, uh, characteristic it's nice to honor when things work out yes without Absolutely. you having to do with it so i'm a big uh believer of, of honoring the demonstrations of perhaps there's a different way of living and in recovery we break it down as an action figure with uh trusting the infinite rather than finite self yes so basically uh, you learn about uh, the disease, the real occupation or the addiction of the head is, is demonstrated by an addiction to the thoughts about Paul, about the action figure, about the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. And that addiction, when it's broken, it's not going to admit that it's broken. So you have to honor the demonstrations of its brokenness. It's not going to uh, relish in that defeat. Yeah, it's gonna try to forget it and just uh, move on to the next calamity. But you can, there's a pause where you can honor that demonstration. And I think it brings out the best in an action figure, which is an attitude of gratitude and a, a sense of wonder and awe. A-W-E, I got to spell the words right. <laughs> That's about where I am, gratitude yeah. and all. And well, there you go. That's a really, you know, like a bath, just sit in that, man. Because, uh, that, that, that's quite contrary to the narration in the head, yes? It wants to move on to the next thing. And because. I think that the, the narration in the head, it just occurred to me, really, it feels like when you can come out of it, and it feels like coming out of a drunk, I think. Not that I have a lot of alcohol experience, but it's like coming out of being numbed. Yeah, it's a, a trance. It's like a trance, yeah. yes. Yes, because see- Trance, well, yes. What it's trying to make so can never be so. So it can only make it seem to be so. So it's on and on and on. And so when you see 
the head's obsessiveness, it's really to reinforce the, identif the identification as this long lasting independent separate entity. It doesn't give a shit what it's obsessing over. It's the obsessing over it reflects the idea of you. Yeah, this imagined you. It's an addiction. It's addicted. Yeah, the mental, it's not you. It's never been you. The mental activity is addicted to the ideation of self. Yeah. And it leads to wanting to get relief and they have produced other addictions because obviously the diagnosis is wrong. Therefore, the solution becomes part of the problem. So when I was young, the solution to this unbearability or feeling like claustrophobic in my own head, just being, the, being a, like a planet that everything was revolving around, I needed, I needed drugs as like a medicine to give me a I little- I understand. Yes. So, but the problem was the one that was presented as the one getting the relief was the fucking problem once again. I had no idea that there was a, an identification as something that I'm not masquerading as me until I did have that idea. And when I saw it, I've never not seen it ever since. Yeah. So, yeah. People, uh, this is what happens in AA. You know, people think it's the drugs and the alcohol. They're just symptoms of an underlying cause and condition, which is this identification as self. And what does self represent? It's pictured as a body, but what it represents is being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the actor. That's what it represents. The body is used to represent all this, all these activities that are being claimed by the mental state and then being attributed to the body as being the doer, the thinker, the feeler. Yes? Mm -hmm. Yes. And this is what non-duality negates. It negates that the perceived is that which is perceiving. It negates that. It, in, it, will, it will bring into stark contrast the understandings so that you can see the true misunderstanding. And that is the one who has the understanding and the one who doesn't have an understanding. That's the biggest misunderstanding, yeah? Yeah. So for me, non-duality, not for me, as me, really, has been the last answer, really. And I know that over time because I haven't looked for any other answer concerning this topic. Yeah. It put an end to all of that looking and seeking. Yeah. And I've been, I'm open for another answer to show up, but nothing showed up for years and years and years. I mean, both doors are open, it could come in. So basically I feel confident of saying it's the last answer, which is an incredible answer in this place of time and, and duality, I'm telling you. So nice to thank you for taking this opportunity to share, honey. And uh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Oh, that's not a cat. No, this is the dog. <laughs> this is the monster, Lola. Hey, Lola. Lola. 
<laughs> She's busy being loved. That's her, her main occupation. Yes. Mm -hmm. There she is again. Hold on. Now she's sitting. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> this is how little. Uh, I don't know what she is. But she's a great dog. So, yeah. Anyone else? Uh, I am going to mute Lynn. Uh, can you say something? Because Jack detected an echo, and I could also when I turn my volume up. Hello. Uh, I don't think. Where's Where's Amelia listening from? She's not. She's listening from the same room. She's oh, in. That's She's making problem. dinner. No, I am connected. But oh, I'm you are connected. connected. Oh, it stopped. Oh, yeah. she's gonna. It stopped. Yeah, she shut it off. Great. No, I don't have the audio on. Oh, she didn't have the audio on. Okay, great. We don't hear it now, so I think that was somehow it. Okay, never mind. Well, I think that's it, eh? Let's, uh, yeah. Look at, she's basically saying it's it, it's over. She's pretty quiet. I know, but she's getting very impatient. Uh. <laughs> she's a... All right, so listen, hey, thank you, Mike, for always all the stuff. Also, we've gotten the dates pretty much for uh, the next retreat uh, in September. So, oh, wow, uh, where? Gonna <laughs> place? In, it's going to be in Sicily. Really? In and what's the date, hun? Uh, from the 15th to the 23rd of September. September 15th to the 23rd. Awesome. So, it's basically a vacation to, in Italy disguised as a retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Sardinia, Sicily or Sardinia? No, we're going to Sicily, not Sardinia. Okay. It's going to be on the north and uh, not that far from Palermo, but obviously on the coast. So we'll fly into Palermo and we got, uh, yeah, Mauro's working on it. Yeah. Nice. At the White Lotus Hotel? No, good. <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, but it's, it should be pretty cool. We got a, we had a wonderful time last year in another province. We're going to go to Sicily because uh, everyone wants to see Sicily, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. Nice water. Yes. Um, hopefully, I'm going to hopefully become the oldest uh, person ever joining the mafia. Yes. When I get over there. Yeah. I'm going to. Become a made man. You're not Italian. <laughs> but I'm with an Italian woman. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that makes you, that makes you half Italian. I'm half Italian. My name over there is Pool Edamano. You're from Brooklyn. That counts. That's what they call me. No, it's from Long Island. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm not from there. No, I'm from Ireland. Ireland. So, uh, but whatever. Well, we're so we're happy about it, and I hope a new and everyone else is going to come again. And Hi. and uh, and if we don't get enough people, we won't do it like last year. Oh, Amelia wants Mike. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys should go anyway, and then everybody that can come, you're you're going to be there anyway. Oh yeah, we're going to be there anyway. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's let's say goodbye. Thanks, Mike, as always. Bill Churchman.
Pleasure, Steve, Cole, San Diego. Nice to see you guys. Kathleen, as always. Yes. Uh, we got our friend uh, from down under. We got oh, only one Melbourne. David is here. No, we got we got uh, Craig's closet. Where's he's here too? Uh, we got oh Hari. Hari, how are you? Nice. Want Hari in Italy too. Are you driving a car or something? No, no. I can't hear you. I I just finished a twelve hour shift and I'm on the couch in the lounge just sacked out. I had, oh, I couldn't okay. drive home. I just wanted to listen to the broadcast. Oh great, honey. Stay, yeah. Yeah, give us a call sometime soon. Eh? Yeah, I'm calling you. I'm calling you soon. All right. Hmm? Can you tell Hari who wants her in Italy too? Oh yeah, Hari's going Thanks. to Italy this year. Thanks, Amelia. Yes. <laughs> September. Irene, nice to see you, Irene, again. Thank you for your, your presence at the meeting. Very nice. Anu, as always. Andy, nice to see you there. We got Marty. Marty, we're going to get better. Uh, I think it's the Marty I'm speaking to. We're going to uh, sign up for double the Wi-Fi, so it should start working better. Yeah. Doing great, Paul. Thanks. Yeah. We got Jack, he's, he's in uh, Cape Cod somewhere. Jed, formerly John, now known as Jed. Craig, Craig May, how are you? Yeah. I'm good, mate, thank you. All's well, always a pleasure. <laughs> thank yeah. you, mate. We got Grateful Dave, Esteban. Yeah, I, I may need you in Italy, Esteban. Yeah. yeah I may have trouble with old scores having to be dealt with. I'll be your consigliere. All right. Consigliere, guarda del corpo. All right. Guarda del corpo. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. You know. All right. I'm going to need you, man. Definitely. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Good. Gary, Gary C. Nice to see you, Gary. Gary's been with us the whole time. Fantastic. Quite a run. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, it's still going. <laughs> we got Tyler in Mendocino. Nice to see Tyler. Clifford, Chiang Mai. Always a pleasure, Clifford. Oh, we had another. Oh, we have someone in Chiang Rai. Tom in Chiang Rai. Wow. At the, the next door square of Clifford in Chiang Mai. <laughs> now, now we're gonna go to Maggie in Shanghai. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon C. Nice to see you. There she is. Shannon's gonna come to Italy this year too. I got a feeling. Yeah. We got Teresa. Nice to see you, Teresa. Thank you for your share and the presence there. Deborah from Alberta, always a pleasure. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. We've got Andy, Marty, Jack, Jed, Craig. Let's see, Warren. Nice to see Warren. He should be laughing. It's good. We got Mia. I see Deborah. Elliot. Nice to see Elliot. How are you doing, Elliot? All right. Oh, good, good. Miranda. Yes, very nice. Semanti. 
Simanti, nice. Thank you for uh, whatever. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> Bruce, as always, Miss Amelia, she's cooking up a storm. Susanna, Susan K, my latte lady, Lori. Uh, if I missed you, uh, I apologize. We'll see you soon. If you're interested, we have a live meeting in Marin City this Saturday at one with the Zoom. Oh no, it's at the house. Sorry, Wilmack House. <laughs> it's at the house. Yeah, it's at our house, <laughs> one o'clock. Yeah, and then the Zoom. So, and then just go to Zen Bitslap events, and that's all the Zooms have the same same uh, room number. No passwords necessary. See you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Good night. Thanks, Paul.